Downing, Downing tees it into the box and there's a host of people going for it. Kadra heads it down, Hasselbank edge of the area goes down, no free kick is given. Jimmy's still on the floor, it's, but here's Stewie Downing. Downing there, Downing running beyond the fullback. Whips a great looking ball in, header, goal! Welcome back everybody to Middlesbrough Podcast. I'm your host Hamilton. Today I am fortunate enough to be joined by just Greg, no Brad, so we can leave a little space there for Brad, and you can put his, you can put his avatar in later on. Yes, yes, you know it. It, it honestly probably going to be space, but maybe <laughs> I could get him to to send me. And I, I know he's out skiing right now. Maybe I could, you know, just get some uh, clips of him shredding some fresh gnar uh, up there. So in... that, yeah, the 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 luxury life. Yes. Oh, the luxury life of Idaho. You know, freezing my nuts off in Tennessee, and he's out skiing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. This weather has been quite strange. Uh, waking up and it being in like the twenties here. Uh, oh yeah, we've got an Arctic blast coming here this week. I think. Oh it's, goodness. Yeah, oh, it's going to be chilly. Very chilly. So not looking forward to that too much. But yeah. Oh, that heat bill. Oof. You know. Yeah, the heat bill. Yeah. Everybody well, we... put on blankets. Yeah, blame the groundhog because. Uh... <laughs> Partly saw six more weeks of winter. So I, I did see that. I did see that. It's always so funny how they talk to him. It's like what? <laughs> like I don't even know what it, I don't even know what noise like a, a groundhog um, makes. You know, they were. Like, I think I've seen a few memes of them just like screaming at the top of their lungs uh, in, oh, a, in an alpine chalet somewhere. So I don't know what it what they what they actually sound like. But oh, I, I think they uh, I they get it. They're like, uh, yeah. yo, what did, what did you see? And he's like, I'm telling you, the table's lying. <laughs> Some people say it tells the truth, but it's not. And it's like, exactly. Hey, no, what it, so, did you, so is there six more weeks of winter, or are you getting sacked tomorrow? You know, I'm looking for a new job, essentially, is what he said. Yes. Well, and we will actually get to that. Uh, somebody did get a new job. Um, but first, why don't we talk a little bit about the Norch game, which featured Yannick Balaze and... Uh, our big boy fish coming in and absolutely owning the field of play. Yeah, yeah, it was a good good result. Um, very impressed with the uh, Darnell, the grabber Fisher. I thought he was um, stuck to Todd Todd Cantwell very very uh, very efficiently. Uh, lots of memes going out on the uh, on the Twitter sphere afterwards. Um, even Todd Cantwell actually said uh, the only time he didn't see Darnell Fisher was when he went to take a leak, I think, uh, after the game. So uh, <laughs> that was a, a good a good write-up of his performance. So, yes. Yeah. Would, it was, I felt like it was an okay well. game. I, yeah, it, you were you were disappointed on on the Twitter sphere and yeah. in our in our group texts and and you know I'm not sure if that's because your fantasy predictions have been off or if you were really <laughs> really hoping for uh, some some crazy uh, game there, but I, I wasn't too disappointed in it. Can you can you explain a little bit why you seemed like very teenage angsty in that? Yeah, I just think obviously from playing you know playing ten men for for thirty minutes or for playing ten men. You know, with 30 minutes to go, I thought, you know, maybe we could have, you know, made Got a, a little bit more of a, yeah, go, made a bit more of a go of it. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to not make the playoffs by getting beat by Norwich. You know what I'm saying? Um, but 
you know, I think we could have gone for it, tried to try to nick a goal at the death. I mean, Mark Baller had a decent chance right at the end there. Um, I mean, apart from that, there wasn't a huge amount in the game going forward. So it just felt like it was one of those games where it was there to win. And I think maybe settling for a draw was kind of, you know, maybe that was safety first kind of thing. But I think if we could have pushed it, you know, we might have had a, a better chance. And then obviously the this week, um, Bournemouth obviously got beat as well. And then... Oh, they are dropping. They you know, are they are dropping points. Yeah, so, so much right now. We could have been, you know, we could have been level on points with them, and we would have, you know, basically played the same amount of games. And I think it's just, you know, little things like that happen, and you look back at it and you go, "Oh yeah, we could have, you know, if we would have won this game instead of drawn, we would have made the playoffs by, you know, one point or something like that." So, you know, there's still plenty of time left in the season, and we're still not, you know, out of it completely. Um, but yeah, I just thought we were, you know, maybe we were playing too safe and we settled for a draw and we probably could have, you know, pushed the game a little bit more because there wasn't an awful lot going forward in, in all honesty. Right. You, well, and, you know, if you if take I, a look at the game, if I recall our like last, oh, somebody came off. It was who got injured there at the very end. Um, oh, it was uh, a defender. For, it was a defender. It? Yeah. Somebody got hurt. Maybe it was Tav. No. It was no, it's tough to play. It was somebody uh, got came off, and I remember thinking, okay, is he gonna put? I remember thinking, is he oh, gonna an attacker put on an attacker on, and he, he he's put Watmore on. Uh, the name escapes me now, but I I'm looking. Yeah, I'm gonna look as well because I didn't I missed that. So oh, it may have been Fisher who came off. Dale Fry came off. Dale Fry. Okay. Yes. And 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 Fisher came off. Coulson and then Watmore came on. So he swapped a he swapped a defender for a uh, a midfielder and then a, a defender for an attacker. So he did have a little bit of a, a, a retweak, but it didn't really produce any results. You know, I think if he was gonna go for it, he would have done that, you know, when the sending off occurred in the you know, in, a, in about the sightieth minute. Earlier on. He would have dropped a defender. Yeah. yeah and, and really, really went for it. Whereas, you know, I think we were just kind of happy for the point. But, you know, I was kind of hoping that we would, you know, maybe give them a good game. And I think a draw with, you know, when we had 10 men, oh, sorry, 11 men on the pitch equally, I think, you know, that would have been fair enough. I would have been happy with a draw because obviously they're still a, a superior team when it comes to the table and they are top. So, but when you, you know, when you go a man down like that, I think you should try and push the game a little bit more. But, what do I know? Neil Warnock's a better manager than I will ever be, so I can't complain. So that's fair. You know, I wonder if he has his own fantasy league with the backroom staff, and, and they go around. This was a nil nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, it's double game week. I can't fuck this. Up. Yeah, you know, uh, I have to finish seventh to win the money. So L-O-L. I'm not going to try and push it. L O L L O L. But a draw on all, I'll take it. Um, you know, as as we look ahead to our, our coming fixture against Brentford, that provides quite um, the actual treat. I think, Greg, I am going to throw money at the club yet again and pay for the stream to watch. Um, okay. Which, which it, traditionally, and I'm not trying to jinx it, but traditionally when that happens, we win. So yeah. if we win, it's obviously not because of the players' involvement on the field, but my watching from here in the United States. Um, I mean, that's that's, right. that's basic knowledge. That's one footy one hundred and one. You know, 
right. it comes down to who's watching and what superstition we're on that day. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, we've got to stop the rot because we've lost uh, three home games in a row now. So Okay, this is the cure. This conceded, is, uh, conceded five, haven't scored one. Mm. Um, so, you know, Brentford in second, we're in seventh. You know, it could be a good game. I I, um, I think it's going to be quite a fixture, especially with some of our transfers. That that the the, the tidy bit of business this club did in the final yeah. mm, six hours or so of that transfer window was absolutely magnanimous. Yeah, I think it was a pretty good uh, pretty good bit of business. I mean, you look at the players who we brought in. Um, you know, we wanted some pacey players. We wanted players who can play on the wings, who can, you know, players inside forwards, support the, you know, the the, sing- the single or the lone striker up front. Um, and I think we got that. Um, we've got experience. We've got some some guile, um, some pace, some dynamism that that's going to come into the team. And I think, you know, Blassie's not playing for a lot of for a lot of you know a lot of a lot of years now. He hasn't had some first team football, regular first team football, but he looked in good condition and. Um, you know, I think he's he's going to offer us something a little bit more of a, a creative spark, and also you can run in behind uh, the defense, and uh, you know can cause you know can cause a lot of problems. He's he's definitely a Premiership quality player. Yes, I think his um, I think his quality showed, um, especially if we can just get him on onto the ball. And I was talking to Steve in front of the pod about this. You know, the, these yeah, these yeah. long balls um, are going to be like uh, right now. His his pace isn't there yet for those so if we can just like direct it yep. to his frame or to his feet you know and, and then let him do do magic because there were times where he like stumbled onto the ball made something out of nothing and it looked like pretty yep. effortless and i was like wow that guy's like not running at all so like seeing him yep. fully and then you know i also noticed in that match he we it, he played center he, yeah, he played center you know but he zone, yeah. he's, yep. he he really edged out to the wing space and, and it's like okay what bringing in um, uh, Nathan Mendez Lang I, I, or Nathaniel, uh, yep. I think you know that is going to. We are beginning to assemble. Um, oh my gosh, what is the the glove that Thanos has? You know that that makes him inevitable. <laughs> um, I'm beginning. Yeah, maybe that needs to be a, a, a graphic. Um, yeah, you can you can make that up. Um, yeah, yeah. Having never seen the Avengers, I'm not sure of the actual name of the the glove you talk about, but I know obviously who Thanos is. So, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, Mendes Lang, he hasn't. He's a free. He's a free transfer. He hasn't got a lot of uh, game time under his belt either. But he's a unit. He's a he's a big guy. He's pacey, he's strong, he's powerful. Um, his end product might not be the best, but he's still going to cause problems in the division for you know for a lot of a lot of defenders. Um, and then Cabano adding him as well on another wing. You know, you've really got kind of a, a trifecta there now. So you've got you know Cabano, Mendes Lang, and, and Balassi. And I think those three players are probably interchangeable to a certain extent. And then you've got obviously Fletch and Britt. You know, Britt has got now um, two of his mates from uh, the Democratic uh, Republic of Congo playing. The DRC, baby. Yeah. I mean that that that's that can only be a good thing for his um his morale. Yes. Uh hopefully with his mates playing, you know, now he can maybe can kick on and play them playing internationally together and having a little bit more of an understanding is definitely gonna improve hopefully our our goal scoring because I think we've already got what five uh, Britain 
and what yes. more are top scorers with five, yeah. but we have got a lot of goals spread out amongst the team. It's just we don't, we aren't, you know, we're not prolific, are we? So, no. I, I'm um, the, that Cabano signing, I, I do yeah. want to touch on. He is such a tremendous player. How, how yeah, he's, Fulham, he's I watched him in the playoffs last year and, and his contract was like ending at the end of that playoff season, Fulham resigned him. But I remember at the start of the season, I was like, oh, that would be somebody that if we could bring in, that would be great. But I don't, you know, like, why would you want to come here? Right. Um, and yep. now it's like it happened and he's here. Uh, that guy is deadly on free kicks. He's deadly on the ball. I I really think teams are going to struggle to kind of contain our, our outside space and then the way we're able to work it into the middle of the field. This club has, has hit that upgrade button um, so tremendously with that signing. And I, we are just so freaking lucky that all that business happened so quickly. Yeah. I mean, if you look, you know, they signed Archer in the, in goal um, Fisher in defense, which, you know, we were looking for, um, we've still got Grant Holt come back. We've got Fletcher who's going to be back soon. We keep saying that. Hopefully, he's going to be back very soon. Um, you know, Cabano, and then obviously Mendes Lang and uh, Balassi. I mean, that's a pretty pretty strong window. And I think, you know, once they start to gel a little bit, you know, the games do come thick and fast a little bit more um, once the uh, the next international break comes along. Right. Um, and I think you know that's kind of. That's kind of where we need to be. So I think you know, it's 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 going to take a little bit of time. I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, hey, we're going to be starting beating teams, you know, four, five, six nil or whatever it is, and and everybody's going to be, you know, firing on all cylinders. It's going to be a slow burn. If we can stop conceding silly goals and have a little bit of luck go our way, um, you know, with some of the refereeing decisions that we've seen in the last few months where they've kind of, you know, been against us, so to speak, and then yeah, I mean, I think obviously. It's going to take a little bit of time for them to gel, but I think overall the the way that they're going to have to change and play formation a little bit is making sure that they've got the players coming into the box because Balassi and, and Cabano are both really good pacey wingers, so you might see one of them play on on one flank and they'll they'll start cutting in, but that you might see them playing on their on their natural flanks and and they'll put crosses into the box. We have to get men into the box to make sure that we're not just wasting those balls. Those. Yeah. Those opportunities, yeah. So it's going to mean, you know, Savile's going to have to push on and then, you know, either Housen or Morsi, depending on whose plane's going to have to sit and hold. Um, and we're going to have to try and get some players into the box uh, and just kind of, you know, compact the space a little bit from the midfield and the defence because I think we've been pretty deep um, watching us play. And I think, you know, Warnock set us out like that on purpose because he doesn't want to get balls in behind. You know, which in this division happens a lot. They just, you know, a lot of teams will just play the play the channel ball and hopefully catch you out with a with a long ball behind your defence. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, but I think all in all, very very positive. Just the Balassi and Cabano signings were were beneficial and having you know Mendes Lang coming in offer some additional attacking um, competition yes. for places. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you you hit the you hit the nail on the head. The last the last bit of business um, that I wanted to touch on this evening uh, is what has happened at the South Coast. Aside from the nine zero thrashing, rest in peace, Southampton. Um, y'all, honestly, <laughs> honestly, um, I think I've said this before on the pod. Southampton was was like my first introduction to soccer, um, and so to see them go it, two seasons back to back nine zero is absolutely horrendous. Um, <laughs> just like my heart goes out to the saints because that is, 
and I can't blame Ralph, and I'm not going to. It, no, it's all man. the players. That... Um, and honestly, the refereeing decisions in, in that match were quite yeah, questionable. They were, they were the second, the second having... red card was bad, which got overturned. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, it got overturned today. And you know, I know we digress a little bit on here, but the way that Southampton play with such a high line and press that ball so high up the pitch. Oh, baby! Um, wow. You know, you just if it's gonna if it's gonna go well. You're fine, but when you're missing some key players like they yes, are right 11, now, um, asking the, yeah, eleven players. Oh, the whole squad. Yeah, you know, uh, what as yeah. the saying goes, um, you know, live by the sword, die by the tank. Die by because the sword. that's what just happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, like you were going to say, I think you know, with Bournemouth, it was very interesting. They lost four games in a row, um, and maybe that was one of the things that Tyndall was going to be. Um, is it? It's just yes, Tindall, it? not not Jason Bourne, but Jason Tyndall. Not Jason yeah, Bourne. I don't know why I didn't realize that was his name for a second. Then my brain it clicked. I used to play rugby. Yeah, I used to play rugby, and Mike Tyndall was a, a famous rugby rugby player for England. So I was like, no, Wait, you used to play with a famous rugby player from England? No, no, no. There was a famous rugby player, and I used to play rugby, so I used to watch ah. a lot of rugby. And who was, was your rugby team? I just played for my local team. We didn't really have a like a big team close to me. Newcastle Falcons are the biggest um, professional team that plays ah. quite close. Um, but I never really supported like a rugby team. I just supported England. Okay, played. there you go. But At, anyway, we, we digress. Anyway, we digress. Please. Jason Tyndall brings yeah. on none other than Jonathan freaking Woodgate. Two like I <laughs> I, I remember we I texted I texted Two days, yeah I was like, was oh, like oh, it's a next level play yeah. They're like playing terribly. This is going to work out well. Get sacked. <laughs> then like another day later, it the the cert you know no carnival no games. You dig well. There is a carnival. There are games. Jonathan Woodgate is the interim manager at Bournemouth, which Jason Tindall was the interim manager before he became the full time manager. This has this has yeah. Woodgate written all over it, and that isn't even you know people are like Spygate, Watergate, Woodgate. It's happening at Bournemouth right now, folks. Pretty much happening at Bournemouth right now. <laughs> I just can't see how they would keep him on as a first team manager for the rest of the season when they know they've got to get promoted. I would imagine they've made investments in the squad and kept players on, and I, they need a safe pair of hands. I just it seems ludicrous that you would sack the manager from, you know, the whole Eddie Howe reign that was his assistant manager, and to sack him after four defeats is not, you know, that's not. I don't think that's too bad. I mean, the championships are a very competitive league, but they're still in the playoffs. Um, you know, they've still got a strong squad. I mean, I know they sold Josh King to Everton in the transfer window, and you know he's been okay. He hasn't been you know blowing the league up or anything like that. So I'm not sure if they've maybe heard things going on, or the players weren't happy, or whatever the case may be. But um, you know, interesting to see who comes in down there. I mean, Frank Lampard's available and. He's got ties to the South Coast with uh, Harry Redknapp used to be manager of the course. Right. That's his uncle. Um, I wonder if, you know, Harry Redknapp's still involved somehow and they've said, oh, hey, we can get you, you know, Frank will come in like he did at Derby and try and get us, get us promoted kind of thing. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying you can understand the the possibilities there with the club and the, the old owner and, you know, maybe they've still got like a mouth. If, uh, like if, if, just seems if, crazy. If it, it is certainly crazy. I think it was a poor decision. Um, 
I think if they do end up selecting Frank the Tank, they have a good chance at making playoffs, but losing in like the second leg of their semifinal. To be <sighs> yeah. honest, um, if you can't Pretty get much. Darby over the line, you aren't you aren't getting Bournemouth. That's just me though. I know they've got. Um, oh my! No, they got rid of their goalkeeper. I was gonna say. He stayed, he stayed with the blades, yeah, so the, uh, he, he's making his way down. Yeah, he's terrible. Oh, I saw something. That I saw yeah, Ramsdale, isn't that his name? Um, yeah, I, I saw Ramsdale. something about like the amount of times he's been on clubs that have been relegated. Like, and it's yeah, and he's yes, it's do just it like oh, yeah, you, you hate you hate to see that. Um, okay, well, Greg, I I feel like we've covered the transfer window, the game against Norwich. A little bit of a, of a of a quicker pod this evening for everybody, um, but I'm gonna hit you with up the borough. Cheers, mate. Up the borough. All right. Yes, Stay and everybody chill. out there, follow us at Middlesbrough Pod on Twitter. Thank y'all. Get off.